Welcome into Decision Letter Debrief. This is our first episode of Decision Letter Debrief. Um, my name is Alex Paterelli. I'm the Director of Undergraduate Admission at Regis, and I'm joined today by... Hi, my name is Lydia Miller. I am a senior nursing major here at Regis College. Awesome. Thanks, Lydia, for being here today. Um, and a little bit about this podcast. So a couple weeks back, I decided we have to have a better way to talk to parents, guardians, support systems. That's not an email. People are getting inundated with emails. You probably know this. Like oh, You get emails from professors, from companies, from hospitals all the time. So we know parents are getting those same level of emails. How can we get across to them how to help their student in the admission process? So I sat down with my team and I wanted to start a podcast. So here we are in our first episode. Very excited. Decision letter debrief is what we're going to call it. Although there were some other names that came up, uh, including you don't even go here yet, (laughs) uh, which I liked uh, a lot, but we decided to go with decision letter debrief. So I think throughout this process, um, we're going to talk a little bit about financial aid, about student affairs, about academic affairs. We're going to hear from students, parents, and also hear from some faculty and staff on campus. And it's just our way, you know, sit back with your cup of coffee or your cup of tea in the morning, sit back and hear from us and hopefully hear from Lydia more than one time uh, on this on this podcast. And we can we can start to have a conversation about how to better support students in the admission process. So that is a little bit from me on the the intro and, and what we're planning to do over here for the next you know few months when it comes to this podcast. So I'll stop talking. We'll get into it a little bit. Um, but again, Lydia, thanks. Thanks for being on the first podcast. Thanks for agreeing to do this with thanks us. Thanks for having me. So Lydia, I'm just going to get right into it. Um, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about, there's this, a lot of research out there about mm-hmm. what are the top four reasons a student picks a college. Over the last few years, students have had these top four reasons. So they're influenced by the major that they want to choose, the location of the college, the finances, obviously. That's been all over the news about the different finances and different costs for different colleges. And then lastly, they're influenced by their parents, which is a big part of this podcast. Oh, yes, it is. So I wanted to hear from you as we started. If you had to rank those four when you were going through the admission process of what was your biggest influences, why don't you start with number one and tell us a little bit about why. Okay. So I had a difficult time picking between my parents and major for the priority decision in a college. I decided to go with major just because nursing is everything to me and everything that I've wanted to be. So when I first stepped foot on campus here, I had a tour guide who was a senior nursing major. And just talking to me a little bit about the program and her involvements on campus, I said, I want to be involved in a community that allows me to get an education in nursing as well as be involved in many different leadership activities on campus. It was also very important for me to evaluate the curriculum framework. So what does it look like to be a nursing major on campus? What do clinicals look like? How do your professors and support systems on campus help you and guide you towards success? So major probably was the top reason I chose Regis College and just looking at the college process in general. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. It, it, although you mentioned major as the reason, it, it sounds like you could also consider that community because uh, the major could be the same anywhere. 
Definitely. Um, but it sounds like you were combining major with it. maybe experience is a better word than community. Um, it sounds like you were looking at major you wanted, but also what type of experience kind of comes with that major. A little bit of both. Yeah. Right? We'll, we'll call that one and one A. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. What do you think was your second biggest influence in the admission process? Location, for sure. That was... It definitely wasn't my number one decision factor, but it certainly was um, in the top three. So I placed it as two just because I had gone to Boston. I toured some colleges in the city and I said, oh, no, this isn't for me. I don't want to be in the city. I will get distracted. And it just didn't fit with my personality. I knew I wanted to be somewhere on the outskirts of Boston. And when I toured Regis, I said, this is perfect. This is so close to the tea station. This is so close to the city that I can easily commute into Boston and out of Boston, whether that be for clinicals or having a night out with friends or going to dinner. Um, so that's why I placed location as number two. Okay. Did you apply to any schools that were out of, out of the realm of location that you're talking about? Any schools that were like further away that maybe you toured and once you realized how far it was going to take you, it was, it was, too far, um, not close enough to your family. What what factors went into that when you you made your list to apply? Definitely, that's a great question. So I actually did um, tour a school. I didn't end up applying there, but I toured a school up in Maine, and we ended up leaving. My parents and I. We live in Bradford, Massachusetts. It's about forty five minutes from Regis. So this trip to Maine took four and a half hours. Holy cow, it was a long trip in the car too, and then four and a half hours all the way back. I liked the campus, but I did not like how far it was away from home. I'm someone that's extremely close to my mom and dad. They're some of my best friends and biggest supports. And looking back on it, I'm very glad that I didn't choose a college four and a half hours from home because I'm able to go home anytime I want. 45 minutes is so much better than a four and a half hour trip. Um, even if it's just to get a home cooked meal for mom or a hug from dad or extra encouragement when I'm drowning in subjects and endless homework. Yeah, it's interesting. Location was a big part of where I went to undergrad. Um, got my master's here at Regis. All schools have been, even my master's where I'm not even, you know, at home anymore. It's still close enough to my, my mom's house and close enough, you know, close enough. My mom, my sister, my dog, big part of like wanting to go home, you know, being able to see them or like you said, not missing events or getting a home cooked meal or just being close enough. Yeah, exactly. And it's also close enough where my parents can come to campus when they want, if they wanted to come watch me race one of my cross country meets or watch me dance in the Christmas tree lighting community gathering that we have. It was close enough for them to be involved in my experience as well. I think one of my favorite weekends was like the traditional family weekend because I loved when my mom, my aunt would come um, to campus and have an opportunity to, you know, experience what it was like to be on campus for a little bit. I thought that was always pretty cool and it wasn't, you know, prohibitive for them to, right. to be able to make that trip. And, and I always enjoyed having them on campus and and being able to let them take me off campus for a mm-hmm. meal, uh, I appreciated that as well. So from major and location, what do you think is your third biggest influencer? My parents, without a doubt. So I've been talking to them about them a lot now. My dad was one of my biggest influences as to 
why I chose nursing. He is a paramedic and he actually worked with a paramedic student who's now a nurse and she attended Regis's graduate program. And I was in sixth grade when my dad told me about this paramedic student. He said to me, oh, Lydia, if you ever wanted to be a nurse, you should check out this college, Regis College. I said, okay, like my sixth grade mind, I will go to Regis College. This is what my future is going to be. And then that changed a little when I went into high school and... Then senior year rolled around and I said, you know, what about that place Regis? I should really tour there. I kind of had given up on it because my mind was in different places, what I wanted to do for a major. Once I solidified nursing, I came and I toured Regis and I had the feeling. I said, this is it. This is my home. Like I knew it. And looking back on it, my little innocent child brain was trying to tell me something and my dad was guiding me towards success. They were going to support me whatever college I chose, but I was very appreciative for their support in that moment and their guidance and their attentiveness to my success and where they saw my qualities best suited in a community. And my mom as well, she has always been, like I said, supportive. That's a huge factor in all of this and anything I decide to do or any aspiration that I might have. I think, um, well, first of all, good for you for knowing that early that you wanted to be in like kind of the the medical field, I guess. Growing up, I thought I wanted to be a vet. Oh, wow. But I'm very squeamish. So I (laughs) uh, decided, oh, I would want to be a writer. And here I am. I work in admission, not a writer at all. Uh, I've written, but it's not gone anywhere. Right. Uh, And I'm definitely not a vet because I definitely couldn't do it. So good for you for knowing so early on. And yeah, I think, I think that's interesting point that people don't realize students, parents, um, support systems don't realize that those small interactions with a family member or family friend or a coworker could make a huge difference in their student making a decision. You don't even realize in the time that you know, somebody that you work with or your dad worked with mm-hmm. is making this suggestion. Exactly. And it had such a huge influence. And, and had, had your dad not crossed paths with that person who was able to influence you in that way or, or make that suggestion, perhaps you would be somewhere else. Exactly. So those small interactions that are sometimes better and more engaging Definitely. than the emails and postcards and handwritten letters and all of those open houses and tours that you go to is just having that personal experience with somebody that your parents knew and then also having that support system in your parents uh, to be able to pursue your dreams. Which is exactly. Great. In a way, it starts to build a community without even being a part of the college community um, as a first year when you move in. It's everything that leads up to that point that really draws you towards a community. Yeah. And also thinking about if you look into the future, that's going to be you one day, right? You're yeah. going to work with somebody whose student is looking at a college and you're going to say, well, I liked my experience at Regis and I, you know, that student, what, however old they are, might have been influenced by you and, and their parent having crossed paths with you in a job. is exactly. You're going to be that person later yeah. on, right? So you're gear up for it. You're going to be that person. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, so that leaves uh, the fourth one that you would pick was mm-hmm. would be finances. So yes. talk me through a little bit about like your process when it came to financial aid, both here at other schools, like kind of what you look through when it came to financial aid and, and I'm sure what your parents looked through when it came to financial aid. Definitely. Kind of like I was mentioning before, um, my parents were willing to support me no matter what I chose. And they knew that I would be willing to work hard for everything that they grant me. Um, So I'm very thankful to have my parents helping me with my funding, with my education, as well as myself working hard 
in several jobs to contribute where I can, as well as paying attention to my studies. In terms of financial aid, it was really important for me to find an institution that would grant me merit based on my successes and anything along those lines. And knowing that Regis College offers those opportunities to students was huge for me. Um, whatever that may look like, whatever your successes and attributes include, that Regis can award that to you. Yeah, so I was doing a little bit of digging into these top four that yeah. we discussed just now. So you started here fall of... 2019. 2019. Yeah. Okay, perfect. That's what I figured. Yeah. So interesting, an article came out in June, mm -hmm. this past June, from Inside Higher Education, and they looked at some uh, recent survey of students picking those top four that we just talked about. Yeah. And so in fall of 19, when you started, 34% of the students that they surveyed had parents as their top influencer for why they chose a college. Mm -hmm. This fall, yeah. 2022, that number has gone to 48% of students wow. have chosen parents as their top influencer for why they choose a college. So in your mind, having been here and gone through the process, but also mm -hmm. now working with students in the admission process as a tour guide and somebody who works in our office, why do you think parents are much more influential than they were when you started? That's such a good question. Um, and I have to think about it for a minute because when I was in high school, I wasn't with my parents 24 seven. I didn't have a global pandemic to be home in quarantine. I had my parents mostly in the background supporting me as I was in school, in the classroom. A lot of these kids, they had to be home during the pandemic and they were with whatever support system was near them. I believe that it could have built stronger connections and their parents might have had more influence around the situation. They did a little bit less talking to their counselors at high school and maybe a lot more talking to their parents who were willing to step in as that high school guidance counselor for those years when they were going through the college search process. Interesting. I'll say that, that that's a better answer than I would have come up with, but I <laughs> I, I, that, I mean, spot on, I would, I would imagine, I don't even really think through that process of your parents are a big part of your experience right. and, and obviously you're very close with your parents, but I didn't even think about the process of you weren't with them 24 seven. And then all of a sudden they're sort of working in another room on zoom and mm -hmm. you're in class on zoom. And then instead of meeting with your guidance counselor, you're, you're sitting at the dinner table and saying, this is where I want to go to school and this is where exactly. I want to apply to such an interesting process. And it, it'll be interesting to see as we start to come out of it completely, mm -hmm. like for next year, the year after, if parents will continue to remain like the top influencer for students or if it will start to go back to that like mid 30. So fall 19 was 34%. Fall 20 was 37%. And then 21 and 22 are both 48%. So you can wow. see these last two years, parents have been very big influencers in the admission process. It's kind of an interesting uh, point that you bring up, I think, uh, the, that once we're with our family members 24-7, I think in any aspect of your life, right? Like all of a sudden you're with your family members 24-7. Mm -hmm. You had to learn to adapt, and but you also in many cases got closer exactly. with that person. And you could also understand their experiences. Um, I think for me, like I started to understand my wife's experiences and her job and, and vice versa. So mm -hmm. now if you're a student, you're understanding what the occupation that your parent has because you're hearing them on a zoom call all day you're understanding all the meetings that they're going to but they're also understanding that what you're doing to work hard to be in school and also what you're trying to balance when it comes to social life 
in a Mm -hmm. pandemic and also trying to balance navigating what your future is going to look like and parents maybe are better understanding of what their student is going through and i and i also think to your point students are more willing to open up you know i I, in high school some students don't want to be as close to their parents or don't want to be as open to their parents but now you've gone through this experience you have no one else to talk to in the house you have to open up to your parents and um i think that could that could be a big factor in parents guiding students to the to the right college because they know a little bit more about their teenager who might have been closed off before exactly yeah they had no choice but to talk to their parents awesome so uh one thing that you know that i did Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i'm very excited for this portion of the show is i emailed your your parents Mm -hmm. who i know very well because i was a pretty actively involved in your admission process i would say yes you were for sure um so I emailed them a couple of questions and they sent me their answers. As you as you noted when we talked before the show, yes. they sent their answers very early in the morning. It was 2.07 a.m. when they cow. sent me their answers. We got okay. the answers. Got uh, them. They're very excited. They're the best. So I asked them three questions and they provided answers to it. And I just want to get your reaction and your thoughts to what their answers are. Okay. So the first question I asked them was, what were their top three concerns worries or challenges when they were guiding you through the admission process and why Mm -hmm. so first what's your reaction to the question do you feel like you're starting to formulate like what their answers could be oh gosh i'm nervous like i want to see where they see me like what's most concerning about me going to college because i've never been a rambunctious person i've never been really involved in that i feel like a lot of parents might be oh no my child living on their own for the first time what does that freedom look like to them so i'm very intrigued to see what my parents said yeah so i guess a follow-up question before i tell you their answers Mm -hmm. are how open were they about any concerns that they had in the admission process because i can't imagine i knowing my mom She's somebody who would just work through it and mm-hmm. internalize it and she's the best and she would just get it done and, and she wouldn't put that burden of, I guess, worry on on me. But some parents are more open with their students that I'm concerned about finances. I'm concerned about you know, what your experience will be like. How open were they with you in the admission process to say, like, I'm concerned about what schools you're picking or I'm concerned about this in your admission process? How open were they with you? Honestly, going back to that concept of support, they weren't open with their fears in what colleges I was looking at. If anything, it was just like, oh, good, you have work study in your financial aid packet. Let's make sure you get a good job on campus to earn those funds. Yeah. So their first answer mm-hmm. <laughs> was they were they were concerned about finding a school that supported your family values and kind of aligned with your family values. And they, in that answer, they included values of service and leadership and academics. Um, and they know that they knew that you held those values close to your heart. Right. And they wanted to find a place that could help you continue to do that, continue to have those values, and also um, allow you to, to support that growth in those values. Exactly. Um, and, and they felt like here, specifically with, with the connection to the Sisters of St. Joseph, they, they found those values pretty easily. But it was a concern at the beginning that they would make sure that you were still getting the same values that you held dear to you mm-hmm. at the institution you went to. 
That's so, so sweet. Yeah, yeah it is. No, right? I love that. That's kind of so similar to what I was talking about before of when I came to campus and I said, oh, look, my tour guide, she's a nursing major, but she's also a leader. She's also gone on a service trip. And it was everything that was very important to me. So hearing that answer, it totally proves that my parents were in full support of an institution that supported me and fostered what I held close to my heart. So, Yeah. And for me, what I, what I hear in that answer, and not to speak for your parents, but yeah. is they knew you would figure out the major and the academic side of it, right? They, mm-hmm. they were more concerned that you were going to be in a community that fostered this, these values. Right. So their first concern is not, oh, what major is Lydia going to do? Or is she going to be you know, getting the best internship or clinical? Or like, is she going to be, how many labs is she going to be having exactly. you know, Monday through Friday? Their first concern is like, is Lydia emotionally and spiritually and value-wise going to be supported on campus? Right, and I think that's such an important point because college really is about the holistic development of a person. It's more than just graduating with a four-year bachelor's degree if that's a program someone's enrolled in. It's about developing as an individual and who you want to become and the ways and decisions that you make that help you grow into a better person. Yeah, and, and not to say that parents don't don't always get that, but right. I think sometimes parents think I need to send my student to a school where they're going to get a degree as quickly as possible, four years or less, mm-hmm. and they have to get a great job right after they graduate. Exactly. And I, I think taking that step back and speaking to parents, which is the point of this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Taking that step back and saying, okay, in addition to that degree and that job, what is going to support my student, you know, value wise. And how is my student going to be able to grow as a person? Because you can't just get a degree and get a job. You also have to be a functioning member of society and a community, like build community in your, your workplace, build community in your life. Um, I think a lot of good experiences come when you go off to college and you're able to build this community or, um, you know, foster this growth, as you mentioned, uh, outside of the maybe the confines of like your your town that you were in and the high school that you went to and right. you know seeing the same people from K through 12 and now all of a sudden you're able to be out there and start to foster this new kind of growth. Exactly. And that's what's so important about the whole process to me personally and never in a day have my life have my parents scolded me for my grades in a way. If I call them, I just had a nursing exam and I got a 90 on it was a little lower than I hoped. I hold myself to high standards. But when I called my parents, they go, that's amazing. And even in years past, when I was a student athlete on campus, they would say, you're a student athlete, you know? And currently they're like, you're a resident assistant. You're an orientation leader. You have all these endeavors on campus that you're developing as a person and your grades are a part of that. They're not the entire piece to the puzzle, so... Yeah, and I think um, some parents are going to listen to you, to you talk about the 90 and, and yeah. be like, man, I wish my student would get to a 90 <laughs> on their exams. Yep. But um, yeah, I, I totally get it. I think um, for me, the, the value proposition is interesting or the, the, the values. Um, I was drawn to like mission-driven institutions, mm-hmm. but I didn't seek those out. Right. Um, so that's something that I've been c- kind of coming to terms with, like most recently. Um, I've done a lot, a lot of different meetings with uh, the Sisters of St. Joseph and mm-hmm. some like private high schools around here as well. And, and I think I've started to have the opportunity to reflect on, 
I also like these values that your parents are mentioning and that you're right. mentioning, but I didn't p- particularly seek them out. Um, so it'd be interesting. I think after this podcast, I'll maybe call my mom and ask yeah. her, like, did she see the value in like having these, these mission driven institutions for me and my sister? Um, because that would be kind of interesting to know if she sought them out and maybe that's how she guided me or if, if it just became a natural part of our, um, you know, our family's trajectory. Exactly. Uh, Cause my sister, same thing. She went to very value, uh, mission driven institutions. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So getting into the second answer for that, that first question about what are the concerns or challenges or, or worries that the, that your parents had. The second answer that they had is they wanted you to find a school that learned and understand more about you and you weren't just a number. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's definitely something that I talked about a lot in the college search process. My mom was a graduate of Northeastern and she talked about being in the city a lot. She majored in business and logistical management, very different from stuff that I'm interested in. Um, and she said to me, Lydia, do you want to be known as a number or by your name? And she goes, cause when I went to college in the city, I was known by my social security number and I'm sure that's different nowadays, but it's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think, um, a lot of people talk about that, you know, being not just being a number, being a name and, and yeah, it's a, I think it's a cliche, but it's used a lot in the admission world. So, right. um, yeah, that totally makes sense as well. And then the last answer that they had was they were most concerned about you making sure that you completed the steps to yeah. be able to submit your application on time, hoping that you would hear back from Regis and other schools and you would get into these schools um, and, and specifically getting into Regis, which they, they knew at the time and still is, you know, one of the more distinguished nursing programs in this area. Exactly. Um, so it's kind of an interesting point that they they were interested in learning a little bit more or making sure, I guess, not learning, making sure that you were able to complete all the steps. Mm-hmm. So I know they just mentioned application, but I assume that also means the FAFSA and, and all of the things that you had to do. And you know, oh, after yes. you apply and you complete the FAFSA, it is not just, you're not done. You know, you then have to send your health records and go to orientation and oh, do yes. your placement tests. And so they, at probably every point, they were probably just make sure that you get it done, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's ironic because I'm someone that has my computer calendar with my deadlines, my planner on my desk with my deadlines, my whiteboard calendar in my room with my deadlines. So I'm very self-aware in terms of what I need to get done and when I need to get them done by. But I will admit, applying to college was grueling. I didn't enjoy it. I said, I want to be out. It's senior year in high school. I want to go enjoy my Saturday. I want to go painting at the park. I don't know, whatever it may be. It was not enjoyable to get me to sit down and write my college essay or work on the Common App. It wasn't as fun. Yeah, I would imagine that um, it's stressful because it's senior year, but you're also trying to plan out your future, mm-hmm. your whole future. Oh, and boy. you're only like 17 or 18 years old and you're, you're I'm going to pick a major that dictates my whole future. And of course right. you can change majors, but for a nursing program, you kind of have to know pretty early on. Definitely. Like I want to be in, in nursing. Um, certainly you can go back to school later on, but if you, if you don't want to waste any time or have to keep going back to school, you have to know pretty early on that like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. 
Right. And I'm deciding that. And I'm a 16 year old junior, a 17 year old junior, 17 year old senior. Mm-hmm. It's kind of over an overwhelming thought. Exactly. And then you have to put that down on the common app. And the most like annoying part of it all I found to be was the SATs. I did not like those. They were not fun at all. And I knew that I didn't have to submit them, but I did want to show that I took them. I took them three separate times, getting me to sit in the library and study for them, something I'm not interested in, was not fun. I did fine on them, but I didn't do as good as I had hoped in terms of what should be matching my higher high school GPA. Uh, So I think that made it a little difficult in terms of, oh no, what's that going to look like on my application? What's something like that going to say? So I think when my parents give that answer, that's something they probably were also remembering. And and so so much we hear from students and their parents to Mm -hmm. say, did you get all of my application materials? Like, how does everything look? Can I send you one more thing? And, you know, is that okay? So I, I can tell through these emails that we're getting and phone calls that students are Students and parents are anxious about, Mm -hmm. did you get everything? Is everything submitted on time? And I think it's okay to step back and say, we are on track. Right. We don't have to worry about too much. And we can follow up with schools um, and they'll get back to you. Right. And and it's not always, it doesn't always have to be an emergency. And and I think sometimes that can stress students out extra if it becomes an emergency, Mm -hmm. if all of a sudden there's this, this big push to, to make sure check and make sure that everything is in correctly. Right. And maybe once or twice you do that, but we do hear from students sometimes weekly mm-hmm. to say, did you get this? Did you get this? Did you get this? Do you have or my transcripts? Where's this? Exactly. Yeah. So the next thing I asked them, if there was one thing they would have done differently in the admission process. Mm-hmm. And they said, no. Um, I said, you know, could you tell me one thing that you would have changed or done differently in supporting Lydia in the admission process? And, they felt like they did the best they could um, mm-hmm. and you did the best you could and there was nothing else that they would have done differently to make that better. Yeah, that's so sweet and it almost makes me a little emotional thinking about it because I'm so fortunate to have such supportive and loving parents that they try to support me in the best way that they can and they do a very good job of looking at the ways that I need to be supported and it's very unconditional in terms of not looking at, oh, I want to support our child in this way versus selflessly, what does our child really need? What does our child really want? How can we help her with that? How can we give her this best experience possible? And for that, something I'll forever be grateful for with my mom and dad. I always joke around with my dad that I'll buy him his Mustang one day, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I wouldn't put that in writing. I would, I would just say it jokingly, but I would <laughs> right. never put it in writing just in case he comes back and, you know, tries to collect on his Mustang. Exactly. Hey, where's my Mustang? Yeah. Yeah. So the last thing I asked them was um, more for the parents that we're hoping to connect with. And mm-hmm. it was, what is a piece or two of advice you would give families who are guiding their high school seniors through the college admission process right now? Mm-hmm. And their answer was one that you should advocate for yourself in the admission process Students and parents can advocate for their students. Right. They want. They think that you should get involved as early as possible once oh, you yes. transition to college. Build relationships. Uh, specifically, they talked about you know building relationships here on the Regis's campus and the community mm-hmm. here and the staff and the faculty, which I think you've done a great job of. Yes, um, thank building you. Building relationships. Right. And then they go more into 
what you can do maybe outside the box. Mm-hmm. So trying new experiences, stepping out of your comfort zone, trying new experiences and activities to become the best version of yourself. Exactly. So kind of aligns what they were thinking for you mm-hmm. is that they wanted this personal. They think that as a parent, you should encourage your student for this personal growth. Right. And trying different experiences. Right. And I really like the last thing they said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll read it word for word. Okay. There is going to be times of success followed by moments of adversity to help you grow as an individual. That is, I think, the best piece of advice that you can give a student. Right. But I also think parents need to hear that. They need to hear that there is going to be adversity in college. Yes. You know this. There's going to be stressful times, late nights. There's going to be times even in the admission process where you're waiting for an acceptance Mm -hmm. letter. You're very stressed or, you know, you kind of knew what you wanted to do. There's students out there that don't know what they want to do. Exactly. That's going to be very stressful for parents and students. But if you can get through that adversity together as, you know, parents guiding the student Mm -hmm. or as a student individually, there is going to be a lot of great moments that follow that adversity. Right. Exactly. Without a doubt. Two things that stand out to me with that response is I was a competitive dancer for 15 years coming into college and I spontaneously made the decision to join the cross country team as a walk on. And that was one of my most favorable experiences that I am extremely grateful for, um, because without that experience, I don't think I would have found out as much about myself that I do now. Um, I chose to take the senior year off away from a sport so I can focus on my preceptorship and all the senior requirements, Um, but just goes to show that developing in so many different ways, trying new things and stepping outside of your comfort zone really will work for your benefit. And it is something that even though running is very loosely correlated to nursing, it's something that helped build my confidence when I knock on a patient's door and have to announce myself as their nurse one day or their student nurse at clinical Um, so that stands out to me too. And then the second thing is last semester, my mom's mom. So my grandmother passed away and that was extremely hard. It was really hard for me to focus on my studies. I was still able to show up to classes, able to show up to practices, but my teachers knew my teachers reached out to me and that's one of the moments I'm forever grateful for not being known as a number and being known as Lydia And my teachers checked in with me, they helped me, they met with me, and they got me to be successful in my nursing class. And my parents were right behind me in that whole thing. My parents stood by me, they supported me, they said, what can we do to help you? Um, They would frequently visit me on campus to make sure I was doing okay. So it really does help you grow as a person. I think that's a great, (laughs) like, kind of end note to to our conversation today, I think. Um, first of all, because I'm getting emotional from your story. So thank you for sharing. But also I just think that last piece where you talked about your adversity and and your parents want to share that with others, that there are so many awesome things that can happen after the adversity. Right. I just think there's no greater way for our first episode to to end it. So, um, did you have fun? Yeah, this was so fun. I'm not going to lie. I was nervous at first, but I'm so glad you invited me. Thank you so much. Yeah. And um, Lydia, we obviously we hope that you're back on future episodes and kind of getting reactions from from different offices and Mm -hmm. hearing um, some advice that we we maybe get from other offices. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I think for us, we want we want to put out there to the, the parents and students and support systems and guidance counselors, whoever sits down with their cup of coffee to listen to this podcast, Yes, that Lydia and I and our admission team and our producer, Anthony, 
want to hear from you. We want to hear from the parents and the guidance counselors and the support systems. What questions or thoughts are you most concerned about? And how can we help answer those in this podcast? So if you do have those thoughts or questions, you can reach out to us. Again, my name is Alex. I am the director of admission here at Regis. But you can reach out to us directly on the admission at regiscollege.edu email address. Send some questions, some thoughts, or some feedback from this first episode. And we would love um, to start to hear your thoughts and share those over our future podcasts. Um, But that is a great wrap on our first decision letter debrief podcast. Again, Lydia, thank you so much. Thank you to Lydia's parents for giving those answers and, and really taking the time to think about their, their answers and think back to their admission process um, with you. And yeah, we're signing off. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much, Lydia. Thank and you for it's listening, been a, everyone. It's been a great first podcast. Yes, awesome. All right, we'll see everybody soon. Bye.